जय जय शिशेतन्याय निनंदय जय शिशेतन्याय निनंद जय जय शिशेतन्याय निनंदय जय शिशेतन्याय निनंद जय द्वेत चंद्र जाय घोर भक्त बिंदा जय द्वेत चंद्र जाय घोर भक्त बिंदा जय द्वेत चंद्र जाय गौर भक्त बिंदा जय द्वेत चंद्र जाय गौर भक्त ओम ज्ञान तिमरंदस्यानंजनाशलाकयचक्षुर्मिथमनोभीतले स्वयं रूपकदमायदातीस्वापदेकदाचनास्मृतेस्मृतेपरीथीशेतनमाम So we are reading from the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya Leela chapter 22 beginning with text number 124 Aratrika Mahotsav Sri Murta Darshan Nija Priya Dan Jhan Thadiya Sevan One should 23 attend arathis and festivals 24 see the deity 25 present what is very dear to oneself to the deity 26 meditate on the deity and 27 to 30 serve those related to the lord तुलसी वैष्णव मथुर भगवत एक चारीर सेव हय कृष्णरा means the तुलसी leaves, the devotees of Krishna, the birthplace of Krishna Mathura, and the Vedic literature श्रीमद भागवतम Krishna is very eager to see his devotee serve Tulasi, Vaishnavas, Mathura, and Bhagavatam. Purport. After item twenty-six, meditation, the twenty-seventh is to serve Tulasi. The twenty-eighth is to serve the Vaishnavas. The twenty-ninth is to live in Mathura, the birthplace of Lord Krishna. And the thirtieth is to read Shrimad Bhagavatam regularly. Krishna te kila chesta tat kripa volakan janma dinadi mahot sabanlanya bhaktagan. Thirty-one. One should perform all endeavors for Krishna. Thirty-two. One should look forward to his mercy. Thirty-three. One should partake of various ceremonies with the devotees. Ceremonies like Lord Krishna's birthday or Ramachandra's birthday. Sarvata Sharanpati Karti Kadirat Chatushasti Anga E Paramahat. Mahatva. Thirty-four. One should surrender to Krishna in all respects. Thirty-five. One should perform. One should observe particular vows like Kartik Vrat. These are some of the sixty-four important items of devotional service. Sadhusanga namakirtan bhagavat shravan matura vasa shri murti ra shadaye savan 
one should associate with devotees, chant the holy name of the Lord, hear Srimad Bhagavatam, reside at Mathura, and worship the deity with faith and veneration. Sakala Sadana Shrestha E Panchang Krishna Prema Janmaya E Pancheralpasang These five limbs of devotional service are the best of all. Even a slight Alpa Sangha, slight performance of these five awakens love for Krishna. So the five are Sadhu Sangha, association with devotee, devotees. Nama Kirtan, chanting Krishna's name. Bhagavat Shravan, using your ears in absorbing the glorification of Bhagavatam. Mathura Vasa, residing in a, uh, the spiritual place known as Mathura. And Shadaya, Sri Murtiya. That is to serve the, the murti, the deity form. Purport. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur points out that there are 35 items up to the point of observing special vows in the month of Karti. To these 35 items, another four are added, namely marking tilak on different parts of the body and writing the names of the Lord all over the body, excepting the deity's garland and excepting Chanamrita. These four items are understood to be included by Kaviraj Goswami within Archana, worship of the deity. Although these items are not mentioned here, they are to be added to the previous 35 items. Thus, the total number becomes 39. To these 39 should be added five others, association with devotees, chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, reading Srimad Bhagavatam regularly, residing in Mathura, the birthplace of Krishna, worshipping the deity with great respect and veneration. The 39 items plus these 5 items come to a total of 44. If we add the, all, the previous 20 items to these 44, the total number becomes 64. The 5 items mentioned above repeat previously mentioned items. In the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Srila Rupa Goswami states, Anganam panchakasyasya purval vilikitasyacha nikila shaste bodaya punarpatrasamshaya sanam. The glorification of these five items, association with devotees, chanting the holy name, and so on, is to make one to make known the complete superiority of these five practices of devotional service. The 64 items of devotional service include all the activities of the body, mind, and senses. Thus, the 64 items engage one in devotional service in all respect. So just the element of Worshipping the deity, Murti Seva. You find there, Bhumir Apo Nalubhayu Kammadubhudirevacha Ankara Ityame Bhina Prakadir Ashtada. So earth is being engaged in the service of the Lord because earth is represented by fragrance. Punyagandam Prithivim Cha. So the original fragrance of the earth, that is the Lord Himself, His own Vibhuti or his own uh, manifestation of his excellence. So, Bumir, um, Appa, then the Lord is also worshipped in the arti by water. Bumir, Appa, Nala, fire is, is engaged in the arti. 
Bhumir Apanala Vayu, then there's wind by the fan, by fanning the Lord with the peacock fan. Bhumir Apo Nalo Vayu, come, there's ether, ether is symbolized by the flower. Bhumir Apo Nalo Vayu, come Manar Bhudirevacha. So Manas, Manas becomes, the mind becomes engaged by the process of Bhajan and Kirtan. And the intelligence becomes engaged in the Bhagavat Shravan. And the Hankar, Bhudir becomes engaged by the, by Bhagavat Shravan, but the Hankar, uh, becomes engaged by offering one's obeisances unto the Lord. So the eight elements of the material body are all engaged just even in the RT ceremony. And here we have this point, Matura Vasa, Actually, these five, we can uh, try to engage these five at every point, even if we are not physically in Mathura. So we can always, Sadhusanga, try to associate with devotees, Nama Kirtan, chant the holy name, Bhagavad Shravan, engage in hearing the Lord's glories, Mathura Vasa. So we can make a sacred place. As one economist said, money is what money does. So what is money? Is it paper? Is it digital? Is it some shells? Is it this colored paper? Is it this shaped paper? Or is it known by what it does? Is it known by the resultant actions and the results that come by its exchange? If you're using it to get goods, then it's known as money. Money is what money does. So similarly, what is a sacred place, sacred space? It is what it does. If you create the atmosphere in your home where you invite the Lord to your home, then that home becomes the sacred space. It becomes the temple. It's not just only at five four. 30 Gurley Avenue that you know the Lord can reside. He can reside in everyone's home in his very his own personal way. Krishna is residing everywhere in his impersonal form, but we're asking his personal form to come and give his personal darshan. Therefore there is Murti Seva, there's deity worship. Even in the home we can have deity worship. Even if it is not the deity that is established at the temple, we can still even have a picture that we do RT daily. For example, we had a center in Seattle. It was in uh, SeaTac, Washington, which is right on the border of Seattle and Tacoma. And four of the devotees would do book distribution in the airport. Another four would do book distribution on the street, six days a week, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I was usually on the street. So at this center, we would say it is like a how uh, a Sankirtan van with no wheels. It was a little house, and we did not have any um, open house at that place. We only engaged in book distribution, and we supported our uh, this was like a expansion of our uh, Portland temple where we had a big house in the country. It was about seven uh, bedroom house on the very top of a hill uh, with beautiful view of Mount Hood and there are glass windows surrounding the entire temple room. Uh, the three the three walls, except for the you know the back of the altars, uh, there's no windows, but the the walls. Um, the the windows, the deities, and all the devotees and guests have this beautiful view of Mount Hood because it's only windows. And it's the very top of the hill is the house. And so we would uh, financially support that center with our book distribution in Seattle. So when we were there, we had a program. Everybody gets up around 3.30, some 3.15, maybe 3.45. And we're all chanting 
at least by uh, 4.15, 4.30 maybe. And then we have one big combined morning program where we sing Mangalarti, we sing Guru Puja. And all we had was, uh, we had one very big picture of the Panchatattva. We had pictures of Srila Prabhupada. And we would do RT every day. No, no uh, physical deity. Now, of course, if you have the uh, actual deity, not just the, the picture, such as you can always have a deity of Gornitai, they're very, very merciful and kind, so they accept all kinds of services, even if performed without the right uh, vidhis, without the right regulations. Then you have more opportunities of service. So all five of these we can engage. Shada Visheshta Priti Shri Murtir Angusevane With love and full faith, one should worship the lotus feet of the deity. This verse and the following two verses are found in the Bhakti, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 1, 2, 90 and 92. Srimad Bhagavadartanam Ashvado Rasakaisaha Satyasyate Snegde Sado Sangha Sashvato Vare Shvato Vare One should taste the meaning of the Srimad Bhagavatam in the association of pure devotees. One should associate with the devotees who are more advanced than oneself and who are endowed with a similar type of affection for the Lord. Purport. This word, the words, Shajatiasyaye Snigde Sado Sangha Shashvatovare are very important. One should not associate with professional Bhagavatam reciters. A professional Bhagavatam reciter is one who is not in the disciplic succession or one who has no taste for bhakti yoga. Simply on the strength of grammatical knowledge and word jugglery, professional reciters maintain their bodies and their desires for sense gratification by reading Srimad Bhagavatam. One should also avoid those who are versed to Lord Vishnu and his devotees, those who are mayavadis, those who offend the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra, those who simply dress as Vaishnavas or so-called Goswamis, and those who make a business of selling Vedic mantras and reciting Srimad Bhagavatam to maintain their families. One should try to understand Srimad Bhagavatam, one should not try to understand Srimad Bhagavatam from such materialistic people. According to the Vedic injunctions, Yasya Deva Para Bhakti. The Srimad Bhagavatam can only be recited by one who has unflinching faith in the lotus feet of Krishna and his devotee, the spiritual master. One should try to understand Srimad Bhagavatam from the spiritual master. The Vedic injunctions say, Bhaktya Bhagavatam Grahyam Na Bhudaya Na Chatikaya. One has to understand the Srimad Bhagavatam through the process of devotional service and by hearing the recitation of a pure devotee. These are the injunctions of Vedic literature, Shruti and Smriti. Those who are not in the disciplic succession and those who are not pure devotees cannot understand the real, mysterious objective of the Srimad Bhagavatam and the Srimad Bhagavad Gita. So there was one, say, uh, Kirtan leader, he came to Kalachanjis. He is a, he has a kirtan band in the DFW area. And he even has the name Bhakti 
in the band. And he is from, he is in Mayavadi. So he was telling me how he, he met somebody that he, um, that I knew in New Mexico. And the person offered him some, some, some chicken to eat. He said, you know, I don't usually eat chicken. But he made this chicken with such bhakti that I had to eat it. So you see all the kind of nonsense and complete misunderstanding that is present in those who uh, offend the Lord by saying that he is impersonal, that he has no actual form. They are led to uh, total Offense and nonsense. There is a verse in the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, let me see if I can remember. I think it is in chapter uh, 9 or 7. Um, one second. Gita, let me look it up. Mogasya moga karma no moga jnana vichita saha Rakshasim asurum cheva prakatim mohinam shritaha. Those who are thus bewildered by attraction by demonic and atheistic views. Those who are thus bewildered are attracted by demonic and atheistic views in that deluded condition, their hopes for liberation, their fruit of activity and their culture of knowledge are all defeated. So there's no, not even, is this, mogasya, mogakarmano, even their good karma, all that stuff is baffled, is, it's hampered, because they're, uh, taking shelter of atheistic ideas. Their jnana, their karma, their, uh, hopes for liberation, um, and all, all material hopes, all spiritual hopes are all de- defeated, all destroyed. And this is, and they're led to even lower understandings, going to more, um, Aisuric and, um, Rash, Raj, uh, like Rakshasha, become more materialistic. Here this person is saying that he is a, a devotee or a lover, a bhakti, practitioner, but he is uh, saying that killing animals can be done in, in love, and in, you know, you can eat them, that's bhakti. This is a complete um, uh, disturbance to spiritual life. It's cheating people. And this individual was, he was invited to uh, lead kirtan at one of our devotees' events. And so here we find uh, Krishna's Kaviraj, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Srila Prabhupada, all saying you know, these things. These people, it's like you might say, whoa, they're chanting. So isn't that wonderful? So the same example is given. Isn't milk wonderful? Not when it is touched by the lips of the serpent. So this chanting, when it is, uh, or this glorification of the Lord, when it is from the impersonal group, it's considered corrupted and should be avoided. Nama Sankirtanam Srimad Mathura Mandale Stitihi. Text, this is text 132. One should Congregationally chant the holy name of the Lord and reside in Vrindavan. Shilunaratam Das Thakur has son. Shigoda Mandala Bhumi Yeba Janik Tintamani Tarahoi Vrajabhumi Bhas. One who understands the transcendental nature of Navadweep and its surrounding area where Shishitanya Mahaprabhu enacted his pastimes resides Always in Vrindavan. Similarly, living in Jagannath Puri is, is as good as living in Vrindavan. 
The conclusion is that Navodit Dham, Jagannath Puri Dham, and Vrindavan Dham are identical. However, if one goes to Mathura Mandala Bhumi for sense gratification or to make a livelihood, he commits offense and is condemned. Whoever does so must be penalized in the next life by becoming a hog or a monkey in Vrindavan Dham. After taking on such a body, the offender is liberated in the next life. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasati Thakur remarks that residing in Vrindavan with a view to enjoy sense gratification surely leads a so-called devotee to a lower species. So it is a place that one should be very careful. We see we may go there for desire to make progress. And yeah, it says, okay, we can become liberated in life after that. You know, possibly become liberated. Maybe we even leave Vrindavan Dham and then we don't die as a pig. <laughs> we not die and we maybe get transported to Delhi and die as a pig in Delhi. And if you go to India, you see the life of the pigs and the life of the monkeys. You say, oh no, I don't want this life. So much misery. So yeah, we don't want to have uh, this mentality while going to or staying in Vrindavan. Duru hadbuta viresmin tushada dhures tu panchake yatrashvalpopi sambanda sadhiyam bhava janmanai. The power of these five principles is very wonderful and difficult to understand. Even without faith in them, a person who is offenseless can awaken his dormant love of Krishna simply by being a little connected with them. So if someone associates with devotees, even without faith, a little bit, they're getting, they're, they're gonna, this love of Krishna is gonna become, uh, Awakened, or chanting, even without faith, hearing without faith, being in a sacred place without faith, or even worshipping the deity without faith. All five of these items have very powerful there. It's going to slowly awaken the dormant love. It says if they're uh, come with an offenseless mood, but if they don't have faith. Now if they're offensive, then... They, that might not, that will not happen. Ekanga sadhe keha sadhe bhuang. Ekasange sadhe ke sadhe bhuang. Nishtahaila upajai premaratarang. When one is firmly fixed in devotional service, whether he executes one or many of the process of devotional service, the wave of love of Godhead will awaken. Purport. The nine processes of devotional service are Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Pavasevanam, Archanam, Dandanam, Dasyam, Asakyam, Atmanivedanam. And it's saying, see text 121 of this chapter. Eka anga siddhi paila bahu bhaktagan ambari shadi bhaktir bahu anga sadan. There are many devotees who executed only one of the nine processes of devotional service. Nonetheless, they get ultimate uh, success. So who are the devotees? We have... Uh, the first one is, and the first is Sadhu Sangha. The, no, no, we're talking about the nine. Shravanam, Shravanam. That was uh, Prikshit Maharaj. And Kirtanam was Sukadev Goswami. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam. Who was always remembering was Prahlad. Pada Sevanam, that is uh, Lakshmi. Archanam, who was worshipping the Lord Archanam. That I believe is Prithu Maharaj. Vandanam, prayers. 
prayers. Is that Dhruva Maharaj or, or Pallad? Dasyam is Hanuman, Sakyam is Arjuna, and Urva and Atmanivedram is Ambarish. Okay, next verse it says, Shri Vishnu Shavane Parikshira Baba Vaikya Kirtane Palatmarane Tar Angri Bhajane Lakshmi Prithu Jhujane Akuras Tvavivane Kapi Patir Dasyetha Sakye Arjunaha Sarvasvatva Nivedane Bhadir Abhut Krishna Prithir Esham Para Pritikshit Maharaj attained the highest perfection, the shelter of lotus, Lord Krishna's lotus feet, simply by hearing about Lord Vishnu. Shukadeva attained perfection simply by reciting Srimad Bhagavatam. Prahlad attained perfection by remembering. The goddess of fortune attained perfection by massaging the transcendent legs of Mahavishnu. Prithu Maharaj attained perfection by worshipping the deity. And Akura, okay, it's Akura for prayers. Attain perfection by offering prayers unto the Lord. Vrajarangji, Hanuman. Attain perfection by rendering service to the Lord. Arjuna attained perfection to be by being Krishna's friend. Bali Maharaj attained perfection by dedicating everything to the lotus feet of Krishna. This verse appears in Padyavali 53 and the Bhakti Rasa Sindhu 1, 2, 265. Save manava mana krishna paravindayor vachamsi vaikund gunar varane karo hare mandhira marjanashu shutam chara karaks chuta satkato je dhaye mukunda lingaya dharshana drisho Anga Sangam Sangamam Grahanam Chattat Padasaroja Saurabhe Srimatulasya Rasanam Tad Arpite <coughs> Padohari Kshetra Padarnu Parpane Shirohri Kesha Padu Abhivandane Kamam Chadasyena Tu Kama Kama Kamaya Yato Tamashloka Janashrayaratihi Translation This is from the ninth canto. Maharaj Ambarish was always engaging his mind in the lotus feet of Krishna, his words in describing the spiritual world and the Supreme Personality of Godhead, his hands in cleansing and washing the Lord's temple, his ears in hearing the topics of the Supreme Lord, his eyes in seeing the deity of Lord Krishna in the temple, his body in embracing the Vaishnavas and or touching their lotus feet, his nostrils in smelling the aroma of tulasi leaves offered to the, the Lord Krishna's lotus feet, his tongue in tasting food offered to Krishna, his legs going to places of pilgrimage like Vrindavan and Mathura or the Lord's temple, his head in touching the lotus feet of the Lord and offering him obeisances, his desires in serving the Lord faithfully. In this way, Maharaj Ambarish engaged his senses in the transcendent loving service of the Lord. As a result, he awakened his dormant loving propensity for the Lord's service. This is a quotation from Bhagavatam 9.4, 18-20. So this is our uh, end here for the Chaitanya Charitamrita. I can read some from the Bhagavad Gita. <coughs> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Yoma Majamanadim Cha Veti Loka Maheshwaram Asamuda samarte shu sarvapapai pramuchate. He who know, knows me as the unborn, as the beginningless, as the supreme lord of all the worlds, only he 
undiluted among men, is free from all sins. Krishna is saying only the bhakta, one who knows him, is free from all sin. Purport, as stated in the seventh chapter, Manushanam sahasheshu kashchidyatitisidhaye Those who are trying to elevate themselves to the platform of spiritualization are not ordinary men. They are superior to millions and millions of ordinary men who have no knowledge of the spiritual, of spiritualization. But out of those who are actually trying to understand this, the spiritual, spiritual situation, one who can come to the understanding that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the proprietor of everything, the unborn, is the most successfully successful spiritually realized person. In that stage only, when one has fully understood Krishna's supreme position, one can become completely free from all sinful reactions. Here the Lord is described by the words aja, meaning unborn. But he is distinct from the living entities who are described in the second chapter as aja. The Lord is different from the living entities who are taking birth and dying due to material attachment. The conditioned souls are changing their bodies, but his body is not changeable. Even when he comes to this material world, he comes as the same unborn. Therefore, in the fourth canto, it is said that the Lord, by his internal potency, is not under the inferior material energy, but is always in the spiritual energy. The, in this verse, the words, Viti Loka Maheshwaram, indicate that one should know that Lord Krishna is the supreme proprietor of the planetary systems of the universe. He was existing before the creation, and he is different from his creation. All the demigods were created within this material world. But as far as Krishna is concerned, it is said that he is not created. Therefore, Krishna is different from even the great demigods like Brahma and Shiva. And because he is the creator of Brahma, Shiva, and all the other demigods, he is the supreme person of all planets. Krishna in the chapter 9 of the Shrimad Bhagavad Gita, he says, he first calls those who consider, um, who have small brains, alpamedasam, they worship various demigods because their uh, intelligence has been changed or corrupted by material desires. Their faith has been put only in the service of the demigods. He said, however, in the next following verse, he says the next group of people, they have no brains. One, he calls them small brains. And the next one, he says they're abudaya, they have no intelligence. Vyakta vyakta papa nam manyatema mabhudeya parambhava majananto mamabhuta maheshwaram. So those who, persons who have no brains, they think that I was a vyakta impersonal and I'm now coming in this personal form. Parambhava majananto. They do not know about my supreme existence and my powers. Parambhava majananto mamabhuta maheshwaram. And my lordship over all existence. Sri Krishna is therefore different from everything that is created. And anyone who knows him as such immediately becomes liberated from all sinful reactions. One must be liberated from all sinful activities to be in knowledge of the Supreme Lord. Only by devotional service can he be known and not by any other means as stated in the Bhagavad Gita. Bhakti Mamabhijanati one should tr not try to understand Krishna as a human being, as stated previously. Only a foolish person thinks him, uh, him to be a human being. This is again expressed here in a different way. A man who is not foolish, who is intelligent enough to understand the constitutional position of Godhead, is always free from all sinful reactions. If Krishna is known as the son of Devaki, then how can he be unborn? This is also explained in the Srimad Bhagavatam. When he appeared before Devaki and Vasudev, he was not born as an ordinary child. He appeared in his original form. And then he transformed himself into an ordinary child. Anything done under the direction of Krishna is 
transcendental. It cannot be contaminated by material reactions, which may be auspicious or inauspicious. The conception that there are these things auspicious and inauspicious in the material world is more or less a mental concoction because there's nothing auspicious in the material world. Everything is inauspicious because the very material nature is inauspicious. Simply we imagine it to be auspicious. Real auspiciousness depends on the activities of the, in Krishna consciousness in full devotion and service. Therefore, if we want at all, want our activities to be auspicious, then we should work under the direction of the Supreme Lord. Such directions are given in the authoritative scriptures, such as Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, are from a bona fide spiritual master. Because a spiritual master is a representative of the Lord, his direction is directly the direction of the Supreme Lord. The spiritual master, saintly persons in scriptures direct in the same way. There's no contradiction in these three sources. All action done under the direct, such direction are freed from the reactions of the, of pious and impious activities of this, of this material world. The transcendental attitude of the devotee in performance of acti- activities is actually that of renunciation. And this is called sannyasa. As stated in the first verse of the sixth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, one who acts as a matter of duty because he has been ordered to do so by the Supreme Lord and does not seek shelter in the fruits of his activities, anashita karma, halam, is a true uh, renouncer. Anyone acting under the direction of the Supreme Lord is actually a sannyasi and a yogi, not a man who has simply taken a dr- the dress of a sannyasi or a pseudo-yogi. And we'll read the next verse as well. So, Buddha, intelligence, jnanam, knowledge, asamuda, freedom from doubt and delusion, kshama, forgiveness, satyam, truthfulness, dhamma, control of the senses, kshama, control of the mind, uh, sukham, dukham, happiness and distress, bhavo, bhavo, birth and death, Bhayam chabhayam, fear and fearlessness, ahimsa, non-violence, samata, equanimity, tushti, satisfaction, tapa, austerity, dana, charity, yasho, yasha, fame and infamy. All these various qualities of living entities are created by me alone. Pritakvida. Purport. The different qualities of a living entities, be good or bad, are all created by Krishna, and they are described here. Extensive one. Oh. Intelligence refers to the power to analyze things in their proper perspective, and knowledge refers to the understanding of what is spirit and what is matter. Ordinary knowledge attained by university education pertains only to matter and is not accepted here as knowledge. Knowledge means knowing the distinction between matter and spirit. The modern, in modern science, there is no knowledge about spirit. They are simply talk, taking care of the material elements and the bodily needs. Therefore, academic knowledge is not complete. Samoha, freedom from doubt and delusion can be achieved when one is not hesitant. And when he understands the transcendental philosophy, slowly but surely, he becomes free from bewilderment. Nothing can, should be accepted blindly. Everything should be accepted with care and caution. Shema, tolerance, and forgiveness should be practiced. One should be tolerant and excuse minor offenses of others. Satyam, truthfulness, means that the facts should be presented as they are for the benefit of others. Facts should not be misrepresented according to social convention. It is said, one can speak the truth only when it is palatable to others. But that is not truthfulness. Truth should be spoken in a straightforward way so that others will understand what is 
uh, actually what is the facts are. If a man is a thief, and if people are warned that he is a thief, that is the truth. Although sometimes the truth is unpalatable, one should not refrain from speaking it. Truthfulness demands that the facts be presented as they are for the benefit of others. That is the definition of truth. So, just like uh, the mentioning of this impersonalist who, his behavior, well, we did not mention his name, but we mentioned so one can have clarity if one is in a situation like that and understand what are the proper course of action. Control of the senses mean that the senses should not be used for unnecessary personal enjoyment. There's no prohibition against the meeting of the proper needs of the senses, but unnecessary sense enjoyment is detrimental for spiritual advancement. Therefore, the senses would be restrained from unnecessary use. Similarly, one should restrain the mind from unnecessary thoughts. That is called shama. One who should not spend one's time pondering over earning money. One should not spend one's time pondering over earning money. One should not spend one's time pondering over earning money. That is a misuse of thinking power. The mind should be used to understand the prime necessity of human beings, and that should be presented authoritatively. The power of thought should be developed in association with persons who are authorities in the scriptures. Saintly persons and spiritual masters and those whose thinking is highly developed, who come, pleasure and happiness should always be in that which is favorable for the cultivation of spiritual knowledge of Krishna consciousness. And similarly, and that which is painful, which causes distress, is that which is unfavorable for the cultivation of Krishna consciousness. Anything favorable for the development of Krishna consciousness should be accepted, and anything unfavorable should be rejected. Bhava. Birth should be understood to refer to the body. As far as the soul is concerned, there is neither birth nor death. And we have discussed here in the beginning of the Bhagavad Gita, birth and death apply to the embodiment of the, this in the material world. Fear is due to worrying about the future. A person in Krishna consciousness has no fear because his activities, by his activities, he surely will go back to the spiritual sky, back home, back to Godhead. Therefore, his future is very bright. Others, however, do not know their, what their future holds. They have no knowledge of what the next life holds. So therefore, they're in constant anxiety. If we want to get free from anxiety, then the best course is to understand Krishna and be situated always in Krishna consciousness. And this way we become free from all fear. We find people try to relieve this anxiety by just becoming forgetful due to intoxication. In the Srimad Bhagavatam 11, 2.37, it is stated, Bhayam tutya bhivineshatasyat. Fear is caused by absorption in the material energy, illusory energy. Those who are confident that they are not the material body, that they are spiritual parts of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and are therefore engaged in the transcendental service of the Supreme Lord, have nothing to fear. Their future is very bright. This fear is a condition of persons who are not in Krishna consciousness. Abhayam, fearlessness, is possible for only one in Krishna consciousness. Ahimsa, nonviolence, means that one should not do anything that which will put others into misery or confusion. But two activities that promise so many by so many politicians, sociologists, philanthro- uh, philanthropists, etc., do not produce very good results because the politicians and philanthropists have no transcendental revision. They do not know what is actually beneficial for human society. Ahimsa means that people should be trained in such a way that the full utilization of human body can be achieved. The human body is meant for spiritualization. So any movement or any commission in which does not further end the, uh, that does not Further, that, that end, commit violence upon the human, human body. 
that which furthers the future spiritual happiness of the people in general is called nonviolence. Samatha, equanimity, refers to freedom from attachment and aversion. To be very much attached or to be very much detached is not the best. In the material world, this material world should be accepted without attachment or aversion. That which is favorable for prosecuting Krishna consciousness should be accepted. That which is unfavorable should be rejected. That is called samatha, equanimity. A person in Krishna consciousness has nothing to reject and nothing to accept, save in terms of its usefulness in the prosecution of Krishna consciousness. Tushti, satisfaction, means that one should not be eager to gather more and more material goods by unnecessary activity. One should be satisfied with whatever is obtained by the grace of the Supreme Lord, and that is called satisfaction. Tapas means austerity or penance. There are many rules and regulations in the, in the Vedas which apply here, like rising early in the morning and taking a bath. Sometimes it is very troublesome to rise early in the morning. But whatever voluntary trouble one may suffer in this way is called penance. Similarly, there are prescriptions for fasting on certain days of the month. One may not be inclined to practice such fasting, but because his determination is to make advancement in the science of Krishna consciousness, he should accept such bodily troubles when they are recommended. However, one should not fast unnecessarily or against Vedic injunctions. One should not fast for some political purpose that is described in the Bhagavad Gita as fasting and ignorance. And anything done in ignorance or passion does not lead to spiritual advancement. Everything done in the mode of goodness does advance one. However, and fasting done in terms of Vedic injunction enriches one in spiritual knowledge. As far as charity is concerned, one should give 50% of his earnings to some good cause. And what is a good cause? Is that which is conducted in terms of Krishna consciousness. That is the only good cause. Not only a good cause, but is the best, but the best cause. Because Krishna is also, is good, his cause is also good. Thus charity should be given to a person who is engaged in Krishna consciousness. According to Vedic literature, it is enjoyed, enjoined, that charity should be given to the brahmanas. This practice is still followed, although not very nicely in terms of the Vedic injunction. But still, the injunction is that charity should be given to the brahmanas. Why? Because they are engaged in the higher cultivation of spiritual knowledge. A brahmana is supposed to be to devote his whole life to understanding brahman. Brahma janati brahmanaha. One who knows Brahman is called a Brahmana. Thus charity is offered to the Brahmanas because they are always engaged in the higher spiritual, in higher spiritual service and have no time to earn their livelihood. In the Vedic literature, charity is also awarded to one in the renounced order of life, the sannyasi. The sannyasi begs from door to door, not for money, but for missionary purposes. The system is that they go from door to door to awaken the householders from the slumber of ignorance. Because the householders are engaged in family affairs and have forgotten their actual purpose in life, awakening their Krishna consciousness, it is the business of the sannyasis to go as beggars to the householders and encourage them to be Krishna conscious. It is, sta- it is said in the Vedas that one should awake and achieve what is due to him in this human form of life. This knowledge and method is distributed by the sannyasis. Hence, charity is to be given to renounced order of life, the brahmanas, to the brahmanas and similar good causes and not for any whimsical cause. Yashas, fame, should be according to Lord Chaitanya who said that a man is famous when he is known as a great devotee. That is real fame. 
if one has to become a great man in Krishna consciousness and it is known, then he is truly famous. One does not have to be, one who does not have such fame is infamous. So the famous music, musicians, the famous politicians from a hundred years ago, most of us have all forgotten. But the famous devotees from 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, millions of years ago, not to be forgotten. All these qualities manifest throughout the universe and human society and in the society of the demigods. There are many forms of humanity on other planets and these qualities are there. Now for one who wants to advance in Krishna consciousness, Krishna creates all these qualities. But the person develops them himself from within. One who engages in devotional service of the Supreme Lord develops all the good qualities as arranged by the Supreme Lord. But whatever else we find, good or bad, the origin is Krishna. Nothing can manifest itself in this material world which is not in Krishna. That is knowledge. And though we know things are differently situated, we should realize everything flows from Krishna. So that is our Bhagavad Gita reading. And um, I will add This is from the Bhagavatam. Um, this is the purports by Jason Starkey. Hi, Krishna. This is Srimad Bhagavatam 12, 3, 21. We'll read 10 verses. Uh, these are the commentary by Vishnu Chakvati Thakur called the Sarata Darshini. Tadakritayo Taponishta Nati Himsha Nalampataha Trai Vargash Vargikas Trividha Varna Brahmato Nipa. In Shati Yuga, people are devoted to ritual, ritual performances and austerities. They're not excessively violent or very lusty for sensual pleasure. They're not lampatas. It says nalampata. Their interest lies primarily in religious religiosity, economic development, and regulated sense gratification. And they perform, they achieve prosperity by following the prescriptions of the three Vedas. Although in this age society evolves into four separate classes, O king, the Brahmanas are more numerous. So they're mostly Brahmanas in Treta Yuga. And it starts off, actually all Brahmanas, it says it evolves, it changes into the uh, having all the uh, the uh, varnas. Brahmotara means the brahmanas are more numerous. Text number twenty-two. In Dwarpa Yuga, tapasatyadaya daneshu ardam brishvati dwarpaye himsatushti anartveshir dharma sisya dharma lakshanai. In the Dwarpa Yuga, religious qualities of austerity, truthfulness, mercy, and cleanliness are reduced to one-half by their irreligious counterparts. Dissatisfaction, untruth, violence, and enmity. So the list of dharmas, starting with violence, is not in the same order as the qualities of religion mentioned in the first line. Yashvashino Mahashila Swadayaya Dhyana Rattaha Adyakutumbino Rishta Varnakshatra Dvidotara 
In the Dwarpa age, people are famous and have great qualities. They devote themselves to the study of the Vedas, possessing great wealth, supporting large families, and are joyful. Of the four classes, the Kshatriyas and Brahmanas are most numerous. Kalautu dharma padanam turam sho dharma khetu bihi edhamanai shitsya mano yante sopi vanakshati In the age of Kali, only one-fourth of the four legs of religious principles remain. That last remnant will continue to decrease, be decreased by the ever-increasing principles of irreligion and will finally be destroyed. One quarter of the legs which cause dharma to remain, and these are destroyed by violence, lying, dissatisfaction, and quarrel. So violence is going against uh, compassion. The, the lying goes against satyam, truthfulness. Dissatisfaction goes against... Um, Austerity, quarrel, is it? Okay, maybe these are d- different from previously. Had They showed how they're related. Now, quarrel and violence seem to be on the same. Quarrel, oh, yeah, quarrel is actually le- related to cleanliness. I read that in uh, another purport. Tasmin lubda durachara nidaya shukha varinaha Dubhaga bhuri tarascha shudra dashotara praja. In the age of Kali, people tend to be greedy, ill-behaved, and merciless. And they will fight one another without good reason, unfortunate, and obsessed with material desires. The people of Kali Yuga are almost all shudras and barbarians. Shudra dashotara means the sudra and fishermen will be most numerous. Satyam rajasthamayiti dushante purusha gunai kala sanchodidastevai parivratana atmani In the material modes, goodness, passion, ignorance are observed within a single person. Although he be prominently in of one mode, they're set into motion by the anta karana, in the anta karana, by the power of time. Just as the planets, like the sun, have major periods, dasha, and within that period there are minor periods, antar dasha, of the other planets, so in a particular yuga, the qualities of the four yugas periodically manifest. Thus, even in Kali Yuga, from time to time, there is not a decrease in dharma. This is seen in a single person as well. In the antakarana, the atmani of a single person, all the modes come and go periodically. Pravanti yada sattve manubhudir indriyacha tad krita yugam vidyaj jhane tapasi yad ruchi. When the mind, intelligence, and senses are solidly fixed in dharma without material desires, that time should be understood as sati yuga. People then take pleasure Knowledge and austerity. So here we can understand when we are actually in sattva guna. When are we in sattva guna? When we take pleasure in spiritual knowledge and austerity. When we, when we are, feel happy to do austerities, happy to follow a codice, happy to wake up very early, happy to hear and study the Bhagavatam. That is sattva guna. Another point is explained. Satve means in dharma without material desires. Text 28. Oh, 
यदौ कर्मसु कामेशु भक्त देहि नाम O most intelligent Pariksit, when the conditioned souls are devoted to Dharma with material motives and seek personal prestige, you should understand that such a situation to be the age of Treta, in which the functions of passion are prominent. The people of Treta Yuga have inclination for Dharma with material desires. Mano dhambo ta matsraha karmanam chapi kamyanam dvarparam yathad rajasam rajasthamaha. When there is a fondness for dharma with material motives, and that is also for adharma, such a time is the age of dvarpa dominated by the mixed modes of passion and ignorance. At that time, greed, dissatisfaction, false pride, cheating and envy become prominent. Karmanam, kamayana means in dharma with material motives. The word cha indicate they also have a fondness for adharma. When there is a fondness for dharma with material motives and also for adharma, then know that to be Dwarpa Yuga with the prominence of rajas and tamas, in that age, greed, and other qualities may appear. Text 30. When people favor, yada mayam ritam tandra nidra himsha vishadanam shoka moho bhayam dainyam sa kalishtama When people only f- favor acts of adharma, then it is known as kali. With the predominance of ignorance, at that time, there's cheating, lying, laziness, sleepiness, violence, depression, lamentation, bewilderment, fear, and poverty. When people are fond of only a dharma, then kali with prominence of tamas appears, and deceit, lying, etc. appear. Vishanam means depression. Vishadanam. Now just read one more verse. Tasmat shudra dashomratya shudra bhaga mahasana kamino vitahinascha because of the bad age qualities of the age of Kali, human beings will become short-sighted, unfortunate, glut, gluttonous, lustful, and poverty-stricken. The women becoming unchaste will freely wander from one man to the next. So they will continue on uh, describing all the qualities of Kali Yuga, the age that we are currently in. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot for listening. Hare Krishna.